0: Okay, hi, welcome to the Physionic Journal Club. We're going to be discussing three different papers. The first paper, if you're listening to this after the fact, this is the paper we're going to be discussing now, is collagen production and how our skin ages, chronologically speaking. So uh, the comparison between the skin of an 80-year-old compared to a person who is in their 20s, early 30s, or even younger than in their 20s, I think they go down to even as low as 18 years old. So we're going to look at some of the mechanisms for why our skin ages and what kind of causes that. So that's what this particular paper is going to be on. Uh, The other two papers, if you're watching this or listening to this live, we're going to be discussing uh, a mutation in the body that causes betterment, actually, in brain health. So that's going to be another topic. If you're listening to this after the fact, that'll be a different uh, podcast episode, so you can look forward to that, hopefully. And the final topic is to discuss a particular thing that a person can do which will extend lifespan quite dramatically. It's not uh, a simple thing that to do, but uh, it is certainly something that seems to show that it does increase lifespan. So we'll be touching on that paper as well. But without going too far off course, let's go ahead and jump into this particular paper on collagen and its production and its impact for uh, skin aging. Now, if you are listening to this, watching this at any point, live or after the fact, you are, of course, encouraged to check out the paper. I've got a new way of taking notes, which are actually along the side of the paper, so you can be reading the paper while you're looking at my notes. And uh, I've got highlights and things like that, so hopefully it's a better way of going about things. I hope that uh, it turns out easier for you because it's certainly easier for me as I'm taking notes uh, throughout these papers. So that will all be linked for you, so feel free to uh, jump into that. Okay, so the paper is called Decreased Collagen Production in Chronologically Aged Skin. And the title actually does not do justice to this paper because Uh, The paper was actually really interesting. It's a pretty simple paper. There isn't too much to it. But, uh, you know, simple is sometimes exactly what you need. Uh, It's just highly effective. So... What did this paper do? What did these researchers do? They wanted to find out. Essentially, this study investigates if collagen production is decreased with age, and if so, what causes this decrease in collagen? And it's actually a two-pronged story. It's not just the the, the production of collagen, and we'll touch on exactly why. So, to summarize how they went about this, they essentially took samples, skin samples, from young individuals and old individuals so the young individuals were between 18 and 29 years old and they were compared against skin samples from old individuals who were 80 years old or older and i believe they had six samples from each and then they had uh, this was an in vitro uh, way of looking at this particular Uh, these particular markers. So in vitro meaning that they're looking specifically at the cells. So they're not necessarily keeping it within the context of the body. They're actually plating these cells, and then they're going to do a bunch of uh, modifications to those cells to see what ends up happening, just to to get a measure of uh, collagen. So the first thing that they look at is the production. So in this first piece of data that if you're looking at the paper, uh, they're looking at the average amount of pro-collagen measured from the biopsies. And what's important here is that they're looking at pro-collagen, which is an immature form. You can look at it, think of it like an immature form of collagen. Usually when you think of a protein, Uh, If it's like a pro-hormone or if it's a uh, pro-protein convertase, which is another uh, protein that I've talked about in the past, if there's a pro in front of it, that essentially means that it's an immature form. Usually it means that it's an immature form that needs to be cleaved and then that pro part of that protein is cut off and then you have the mature form. Now the reason why that's important here is because they're measuring the amount of pro-collagen that's being produced. Now that's different from looking at just straight collagen. The reason why they would want to do that is because they don't want to confuse the collagen that's already there on the plate with the newly synthesized collagen because that could throw in a bunch of different variables that uh, they don't, they, they need to control for. So uh, in this situation, they're looking at pro-collagen. And I, th- I think that's a fantastic way to go about this. To, it's a far more sensitive measure of newly synthesized collagen. So they're plating cells, the old cells, the old skin cells, and the new skin cells, and then they're just measuring pro-collagen levels. And what do they find? Well, they find that the 80-year-olds have substantially lower pro-collagen production. So that is our first indication that uh, these cells are not producing as much collagen as they should be, at least by comparison to uh, younger individuals. So then if you go to figure two, they show the number of cells. And here they're looking not only at the uh, type 1 collagen or type 1 pro-collagen that's being produced, they're also looking at the number of cells uh, after a set amount of time. So in the second piece of data, this figure 2, the researchers are showing two things after plating, uh, which is, again, putting cells on a cell culture plate. The cells from another skin biopsy, again, they're looking at the young and the old and they're looking at the number of fibroblasts. So fibroblasts are the cells that produce this collagen that's found in our uh, skin. And they're also looking at the amount of collagen that's produced by these cells. So the reason why they would want to look at the number is that they're plating the same number of cells initially, and then they're waiting X amount of time. And then they want to find out, okay, are these fibroblasts proliferating? Are you getting more fibroblasts that are that are? essentially dividing to create more fibroblasts and what they find is that yes that is the case for the younger individual skin but it is less so not not entirely uh, it's 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 not like the the 80 year olds or the older skin has no proliferation but it has dampened proliferation by at least 50%, something along those lines. So in there, you're seeing that the cell division of those fibroblasts is dampened in the older individuals. And then again, if they're looking at type 1 collagen, so the amount, of pro-collagen, excuse me, the amount that's produced by these cells. uh, If you equalize the number of cells, how much collagen are you getting? Instead of figure one was just kind of a total amount of pro-collagen that's produced. Here, they're actually controlling the number of cells and they want to find out how much pro-collagen is being produced. And with the 80-year-olds, you're seeing, again, a dampened level of pro-collagen production. So again, just lends greater evidence that pro-collagen or just collagen uh, in general is is markedly reduced with the elderly skin. Now here in figure 3, they're starting to look at microscopy images. So microscopy images are, well, kind of like the, the word... Uh, is associated microscopy so it's microscopes they're essentially using uh, honestly not that high-powered microscopes in this particular situation what they're doing is that they're using what's called an H&E stain an H&E stain is a stain that's pretty bland it's pretty simple it's just to distinguish uh, the cells from the extracellular matrix the extracellular matrix as as I've explained before is the 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 uh, environment. I think that's the best way to put it. The environment that the cells are in. And in that environment, you want collagen. And you want fibers of collagen. You want linked fibers of collagen to make up that skin, to make a strong, thick, collagenous mixture that makes up our skin. So again, they've got a comparison between the left side and the right side. And you're seeing that in the left side, they're pointing out with the the arrows. They're pointing out some particular cells, and you can see that the cells are more elongated, and that's a good sign because those cells are elongated alongside with the collagen. So that's important. So that's number one. But then, if you look at the right side, when they're looking at the older skin, they're seeing a lot of rounding of these cells. So the cells are no the fibroblasts are no longer elongated, but they're rounded out, and with that, there's a lot of fragmentation that occurs with the collagen fibers. So the fibers aren't long and thick and strong and kind of anchored together, they're uh, fragmenting, which creates a lot of open space between the different fragments of collagen. And we're going to talk a little bit about, well, actually I'll go into that right now, but uh, I'm going to describe to you why that's an issue why the rounding of the fibroblasts uh, causes some serious issues when it comes to uh, skin health and kind of the wrinkling that we start to experience over time. So open space is not so good. So then looking at figure four, they're again looking at microscopy images, but here they're staining specifically for uh, the, how do I explain this? So you may be aware from a, a biology course that cells Uh, are made up of, in really simplistic terms, they're made up of a nucleus, which is where the DNA is kept, where our genes are kept, uh, for the most part, and a cytoplasm, or cytosol. And the cytosol is where all the machinery is. All the other organelles, other than the nucleus, are located in the cytosol. And that's actually where the collagen is produced. So the genes have the blueprint for the collagen, but once those are read, those, those instructions are sent to the cytosol to the factories, essentially, and those factories, which are ribosomes, endoplasmic reticulum, Golgi apparatus, all that stuff that you may have heard of in, in biology courses, those are the different sites that allow for this production of a fully formed uh, collagen. So this procollagen is then produced in the cytosol. So they're staining for how much cytosol is actually present compared to the nuclei or the nucleus of each fibroblast. So they're just picking out a few fibroblasts and they're just comparing again the young skin versus the old skin. And with the young skin, if you're looking at it, it's a little hard to see but because it's, it's a, a blue stain. But the darker blue area is uh, significant because it tells us about the nucleus. So it tells us where the nucleus is located and how big it is. Now the lighter blue stain which is not to be confused with the extremely light blue stain, It's kind of a a bad image because there you might get that confused with the extracellular matrix, but that's not what they're actually showing here. That's why they've got arrows pointed at the cells themselves, just to make sure that you're looking at the right thing. The the lighter blue next to the dark blue is the cytosol. So here you're seeing with the younger cells, you're seeing a fully intact cytosol, it's quite large. Uh, the, the nucleus is large, the cytosol large, so the cells are kind of spreading out quite quite nicely. However, at presumably that the, the same magnification, if you look at the older cells, uh, the older cells, are largely made up of nucleus. So they don't have much cytosol, which means that that could be, and probably is a, con- a massive reason, a major reason why you see this uh, increase, or I should say this decrease in pro-collagen production, because that machinery, is not being used as as much there just isn't as much of it uh, present or it's squeezed into a smaller area so then they quantify the actual surface area of the cell so how large these cells are and they find that the surface area is considerably smaller for the older cells which makes sense. If you have reduced cytosol, then, of course, by comparison to the younger cells, you're going to have decreases in the size of those particular cells, and that's like by like 40 or 50 percent, something along those lines. So, pretty substantial decreases in size of those fibroblasts. Then, moving on to figure five, they are again using a stain, but here it's a, a lot more evident so they're using a stain for the cell itself and then the, so the 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 cell it's well technically it's actually not a stain it's a computerized model of a stain so the purple that you're looking at if you're looking at the paper is the cells so they've got a cell for each each graph so for the younger and for the older and then the darker the dark gray is the collagen fibers that are already, have already been produced and are anchored down, uh, in the extracellular matrix and make up our skin or a part of our skin, create that rigidity and create that, uh, that ability to, uh, well, I mean, to a degree, to be flexible, to, to have that, uh, hydrated look to have that younger uh, boisterous look that uh, you kind of lose over time and with the younger cells again you're seeing that these cells are much larger but they also tend to stretch out along the entire collagen uh, matrix but if you compare that to the older cells there's a lot of white space which is again kind of that open area it's not as much of those tightly packed string-like thick cords of collagen that would typically line the cell which means that there are a lot less contact sites for the uh, for the cell to actually hold on to as well So uh, the older skin skin has smaller cells which again confirms the previous data and it also has less collagen that uh, is is interacting with that cell. So for the older individuals, again, you see a decrease. So a lot of bad signs here so so far, and we're actually rounding out near the end here, and I've got some final thoughts, some things that they add in the actual body of the paper as well uh, that, I'll, that I'll mention. So then figure six, I, I know this just looks like a bunch of pretty colors uh, because it's a dark background. And then they're using uh, green, blue, and red. So the blue is a stain for the nucleus, so again, where the DNA is kept, where the genes are kept. The red is for actin, which is a protein that's found in the cytosol, uh, largely found in the cytosol. And then the green is vinculin, which is a a cell-to-extracellular anchoring protein, which is a great indication of it tells you two things one the amount of vinculin tells you how much of anchoring those fibroblasts have to the actual extracellular matrix so how anchored are they to essentially the skin environment to be able to facilitate further skin environment it's a really rudimentary way of putting it, but that's essentially what we're looking at here. And the second thing that vinculin does is you can look at the the how diffuse it is, meaning that how spread out is vinculin? And in this particular situation, you want to see more of that spreading out because that, one, that indicates that the cell is much larger, and two, it tells you that the the cell is anchoring across a larger area, which is great because then it's probably gonna be depositing more of that newly synthesized collagen around a larger area. So it's gonna be responsible for a larger area. So those are both good signs if you see high levels of vinculin, and secondly, that it's spreading out across a larger area. So if you compare, literally, you don't even have to recognize the the cells themselves. Just look at the, the colors. The, the nucleus isn't really something that's all that important in this context. Uh, the actin is just kind of a, a marker just to show that uh, you're looking at the cytosol and kind of where the, the cell stretches out to. And But the big one is the green. So if you're looking at the green, Uh, the vinculin, you see that the vinculin tends to be more around that nucleus. It tends to be very uh, closely packed in when it comes to the older skin. So that is something that you need to consider. So in this situation, it seems like the anchoring of the older cells is limited to kind of the core part of that cell, and it's not kind of spreading itself out across the entire extracellular matrix. And one of the reasons for that is because the collagen fibers get screwed up over time. They they fragment. And when they fragment, that actually creates what they believe is a loss of mechanical stimulation. So as the, the fibers are, are creating these, uh, well the collagen is creating these fibers, these cells are actually anchoring themselves right alongside the, the, the collagen fibers themselves And when they do that, whenever the collagen is somehow disturbed, the cells will react to that because there's some sort of mechanical stimulation there. However, when the fibers are broken, suddenly the cells lose their orientation in a manner of speaking and don't align straight with those fibers because those fibers aren't long and elongated anymore because they're fragmented. So a lot of that open space makes the fibroblasts then then close in on one another and they end up rounding out instead of being nice and long and elongated like they should be. And actually... Uh, The final note that I wanted to throw in here is that not only they didn't actually show any data for this, but they did talk about other studies that have looked at this as well, is that you can also see increases in the secretion and the expression, the expression and the secretion of what are called MMPs, specifically MMP1. MMPs are the direct opposite of what you would want because MMPs are the opposite of synthesis of procollagen and therefore collagen. MMPs are enzymes that degrade proteins like collagen. So they, with the loss of that mechanical stimulation, what they believe is not only are you getting a loss of mechanical stimulation on the cells, on the fibroblasts, but the fibroblasts, once they have that loss of mechanical stimulation, then they start secreting more MMPs which degrades more collagen all around it. So it's kind of a double whammy effect that seems to have an impact On why the cells start to, well, not necessarily the cells, but uh, the collagen matrix around the cells starts to degrade. And then that leads to the cells uh, starting to round out and not have that optimal shape that you would want uh, with uh, younger skin. So over time, as we get bombarded with all kinds of different. assaults, if you want, if you want to put it that way, on the skin, that leads to the breakage of these collagen fibers, which leads to the cells rounding out and they start secreting more MMPs and that just uh, insults, adds insult to injury, if you want to put it that way. So that is essentially how Uh, we see this slow decline in skin. And in the future, I will be releasing content on things that you can do to combat some of that stuff, because I am reading into that right now. Uh, So that's something that I'll be touching on in the future. But for now, that's where I'll leave it for this particular paper. Hopefully you found it informative. Hopefully you you got something out of this. I thought this was a really cool paper. Really simple, like I said, but it, it does tell you quite a bit about collagen and pro-collagen and and potentially how MMPs play a role and how we get this uh, mechanistic understanding of how these cells are being affected by the breaking of collagen. Okay, so that's where I'll leave it. And if you are listening to this after effect, then I wish you a wonderful day and I'll catch you in the next one. Have a good one. Bye.